Saving Gratitude podcast. I'm Bunny Terry with my producer, Johanna Medina, who also happens to be my daughter and my assistant. And we had a great talk this week, of, uh, an amazing conversation with someone who that we connected with on Facebook. Her name is Gianna Masseri. And um, Gianna calls herself an intuitive healer, but I got to tell you, she's a whole lot more than that, isn't she, Johanna? Yeah, I was just pulling out all my notes because I was taking a bunch of notes and she was talking to, yeah, she's really, uh, I was trying to just say a better word than like awesome or fascinating, but she's a really interesting person and has a lot of great insights. Um, again, it was one of those kind of don't know what we're going to get into kind of conversations. And we'll just, you know, we kind of did some research on her before, but it's always so much better when we actually get to talk to the person. Oh yeah. I mean, she's, um, she also calls herself a spiritual mentor. And at the time that we scheduled her, I thought, I don't even know what, you know, every, there are lots of people that use that label themselves as a spiritual mentor or an intuitive mm -hmm energy healer, and you never quite know what that means. And mm -hmm. all of them do some form of important work. But Gianna um, suffered a, she was in a horrific car accident, um, found herself, her, her car on fire while she was still in it, and then had, um, as she described, um, almost every bone on the right side of her body was broken, her colon was punctured. She and of course, you'll hear all about that in the podcast, but she suffered this frightening experience and then a, an incredible level of pain and healing and used that to become a, a healer on her own. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, just like always, we're surprised with what we hear and inspired. Yeah, definitely. Um her story is so just like the whole journey of everything she went through, even before the accident, after the accident, um, you know, and of course she talks a lot about gratitude, which is what we're all about, but just the way that she frames gratitude uh, kind of gave, I think, even though we talk about it all the time, her, the way she talked about it, like kind of changed my mindset on it too. And um um, and just being even grateful for like the inner things and grateful for your body and stuff like that. So I think um, people are really going to like this episode. And, um, you know, even if that spirituality, tranquility, all that, it's not like really your thing. I think it's still a really beneficial episode to listen to. And I think you'll be surprised by all the things she has to say. I mean, I had like, um, you know, some great quotes that I pulled out of it. And she just, you know, reminded us that like no one is immune to trauma. Trauma is a equal opportunity. You know, it will it will hit everybody and it will hit you in different ways. And um, even when you think you're, you know, getting by without it, there's there's still parts of your life that you probably need to address and realize, hey, this may be past event or um, incident is really affecting me. So I think her story is, is really gonna, I don't know, just kind of bring some of that stuff to light. 
Well, and I think just to to wrap up the intro, I wanted to throw out a few of her quotes because it's I, I, you got to stay to the end because mm-hmm. it gets better every moment. But she mm-hmm. used she said things like you have to love your scars. You have to name your anxiety, which I thought mm-hmm. was really powerful. She calls hers the anxiety monster. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not your pain. Um, you're having a human experience and don't allow a story of fear to live in your life. And just because you know something intellectually doesn't mean that it's in your heart. And it's really important to make, you know, I know a lot of people who know something intellectually, but they've never made that transition to what's in their brain and transferred it to their heart. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Um, I'm just going to say to be sure to check again, the links we have in the description, wherever you're listening to the podcast, or if you're on Bunny's website, bunnyterry.com, you can find all the links and resources there to Gianna's website. Um, and also check out her book, Soul of a Spirit Warrior, a true story of healing, survival, and resilience. Uh, that, you know, even just the title there says a lot about who she is. So, it's a powerful episode. It's, I always say this, it's one of my favorites, and I can't wait for you to hear it. We are so excited today to have a guest that actually, just, just like the guest we had last week, who was a veteran who's helping other veterans in really amazing ways, this guest is somebody that I met on Facebook. And we connected through a group that we're on together. And um, Gianna and I messaged each other back and forth, which which I think, you know, social media gets a really bum rap on occasions. And, and yet it connects us with people that we never would have connected with before. Isn't that, isn't that right? Do you find that, Gianna? Yeah, I know. It's amazing how it the the two polarities of them right right and and (laughs) so I'm going to read your intro because it's it's so good and it gives people an idea of what we're going to talk about as well but um, Gianna Masseri is originally from Sydney Australia she's a social a spiritual mentor and an intuitive energy healer who helps those who've experienced any kind of trauma come back to a place of self-compassion, love, and forgiveness. I love I love those two words together, self-compassion. Um, after 18 years of hairdressing, Gianna was involved in a serious car accident, which only helped her realize her true purpose. And, and that purpose was to be a guide for others and to offer healing tools, excuse me, healing tools that helped her survive, heal, and live a life of unconditional love and passion. I also love the words unconditional love and passion. She now runs her own healing business in San Diego and is also a co-owner of the Tranquility School of Healing, offering regular integrative healing trainings. And we will offer a link to Gianna's business, how people can find you once we're done with this. I know that folks are going to want to know how to access um, some of your healings, uh, some some of your thinking. So I'm really excited to do that. You're, You're currently living your passion as a spiritual mentor and healer in a private practice in Ocean Beach in San Diego. So you not only get to live in a gorgeous place, but you're making a difference in the lives of others. So um, 
Gianni, you know, we talk a lot about um, connection and, um, you know, how, how the world, I'm always surprised at the people that um, show up in my life. And I, you know, I'm, I'm really interested in hearing your story from the beginning, how you came to this place, how you got where you are today. Yes. Awesome. Thank you so much, Bunny. Thank you for that introduction as well. Um, okay. Yes. My, my story and, and how did I get here? Wow. Um, well, I'll, I'll tell you the, the most, um, roundabout way. <laughs> um, I'm from Sydney, Australia, as you mentioned. And, um, when I moved to the States, I, I guess I didn't realize I was on this whole big spirit warrior journey. <clears throat> I thought I was just coming here to get married and be a wife and, you know, and then there's that, <laughs> we keep saying this all week, I've just come from a healing retreat actually. Um, but, you know, we keep saying that thing of like how to make God laugh is tell the man's plan. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and so that was me. <laughs> and so I, you know, had a different expectation and, um, uh, that's that's what get, got me here. That was my catalyst. Was was the marriage, and then you know I, I went through the divorce, and um, that's where the the hero's journey, I guess, that we all go on begins. Is like we think we're going to this one thing, and then you know Frodo has to get the ring into the fire, and so I, I felt a little bit like Frodo, and um, I went through a divorce. I went through a whole big transformation, and I started to discover this um, healing work, like heal, inner healing. Um, I started working with a mentor and discovering, you know, the deeper parts of myself, doing inner child work, um, really starting to understand myself and, and um, look into, you know, who I was and who I wanted to become and the parts of myself. Um, and I was a hairdresser this whole time along the way. Um, I was doing all kinds of things like yoga teacher training. Um, I was in a mentor training to become a mentor. I loved doing this work so much. I thought it was so profound. And I was having all these incredible um, breakthroughs and transformations in my life. Um, and I was really excited about this. And I was like, wow, this is so profound. Like, I want to write a book about this one day. This is like people have to know about this, that we can actually like heal ourselves. It's possible to understand ourselves at this really deep level. So I call that um, spirit warrior training. That's kind of what I <laughs> felt that I was in. Um, and just, you know, when you're in life and you think like, wow, you know, I don't really know what's happening or where this is going or my life purpose, but I know I want to help people and I know I don't want to be doing hair anymore because that's just it's not my passion it's part of it but not you know what I want to give to I know there's so much more in this healing realm um, and then I was driving home from yoga teacher training uh, one evening in 2016 and I was driving home in the freeway I had just moved so um, I was doing a lot of driving back and forth on the five freeway in San Diego and I noticed some headlights coming towards me. And the next minute, I remember waking up on the freeway with blocking all of the four lanes now horizontally. And I realized that the headlights that were coming were um, 
the, that had actually hit me. And so I realized the state of my car and the state of my body. And I had this realization that, wow, this is really bad. And then I noticed my car was on fire um, and I thought I was going to die. So that was my moment of, (laughs) I don't know, divine intervention, intervention, I guess. Um, and yeah, so I just, I sat in my car, which was on fire, burning across the five freeway. Um, and just, I just prayed, (laughs) I just prayed and I just, you know, I just asked, like, if I don't know if this is the way that it was, if this was my time that I, you know, I accept it, but that I wasn't ready. And every time I would hear that, I would just hear a voice, um, kind of take me up to a higher place and, and tell me, you're not going to die. You're going to be okay. You're going to get out of this, this car. And it was almost like showing me, um, that I would be okay. Showing me this, like, you're going to get on a stretcher. You're going to get to the hospital. You're going to be okay. And, um, so yeah, there was a lot happening in that car, you know, a lot of decisions, I guess, to be made from, from me and, and my, highest self of, you know, do I want, what do I want? (laughs) Do I want to be here? And I got really clear on that at that moment, you know, it was a really big awakening that I do want to be here. And it was almost like I had seen this all before, like this part of my life flash before me, almost like I knew that this was part of my life or that this was going to happen, or I knew that this was going to happen in a way. Um, and I just knew all in that space in the car, like what I was going to do with this if I survived, you know, having that conversation with God, really like, all right, I promise you that (laughs) if you let me stay, (laughs) I will be a voice for this. I'll be a vessel for, um, the people that need to hear it. And, kind of making that that promise right there that I would be if I could get through this with all of the tools that I learned prior that I promised I would be here to help other people on earth (laughs) who have also experienced this kind of trauma and um and I did so when I I was in a coma from there they I did get out of the car Yes, ask me anything. That's the good news. Yes, yes, that's the good news. You you were rescued from the burning car. I was, which is amazing. Yeah. Wow. It was. It was. Yeah. It was amazing how it happened. And um, there was a, obviously another driver involved who didn't make it. And um, so the, all this was happening around me. And then finally, you know, I was on the stretcher and taken into the hospital the way that I had seen it and visualized it. Um, and then I woke up a week later and I didn't know, I I didn't know I had been sleeping a week. Actually, I thought it was the next day. And I, I had actually had a trip planned to Australia the following week. So in a week's time, I was meant to fly home to Australia for my niece's 16th birthday. So when I woke up in the house, in the ICU a week later, my whole family were there. And I was so confused. I was like, how did they get here overnight? Like, whoa, they must have got like the fastest red eye plane. I was so confused, you know. 
Um, and I, you know, was asking questions like, can I fly back with them in a week? Like I was going to, and my doctor was like, couple things. It's already a week later and no, you're like severely injured. You're not going to be able to fly home for a long time. So yeah. So luckily my, my family was all there with me. They had, you know, all flown out separately along their ways and they made their way out to, to be with me. Um, and then it, there was the, the, the healing process that, that happened from there. What, uh, Gianna, what, I mean, you said your legs were really, what were your injuries? I mean, your, were you broken bones? And- Absolutely. Yeah. I was, um, so pretty much the whole right side of my body was, um, the bones were broken. So from my feet, uh, all the way from my right feet, my ankle, my um, tib fib was uh, broken pretty much in half, so I had metal holding my my lower leg together. Uh, my knee was busted open. My right arm was uh, bro- broken. I actually noticed that in the cards. The details are the gory details are all in my book. But yeah, my hand was like when I noticed my injuries. My hand was my arm was broken in half, and my right hand was hanging over back here by my elbow somewhere. <laughs> so wow. I was really, really like talk about gratitude. I was so grateful when I woke up to still have an arm, to still have a leg, because I, I knew that they were damaged in the car. I saw them. And it was really scary. So to wake up. Um so I have metal in my arm. They did such an amazing job. My my surgeon was incredible. He put me back together like I mean, I didn't even know these things were possible. I'd never been injured like this in my my life. Um, My spine, my lower spine was broken, so I had an L4 compression fracture. And again, like bunny gratitude, that's like gratitude people for our bodies because what could have happened and what did happen was a miracle. And, um, you know, I could have, I was so grateful when I I remember waking up in the hospital, like in my delusional state, you know, after the coma and, you know, the spine specialist presenting me this back brace and telling me my back was broken. And he was just looking at me like I was a crazy person because I was so happy. I was so grateful. (laughs) I was so grateful that that was all that had happened to my spine. I was like, that's it. All I have to do is wear this gladiator back brace for three months. That's all. And I was just crying with joy because I saw that other perception, um, the other perspective, you know, like, yes, this was going to be a long, hard road, but I was so grateful that like, that was, that was it. (laughs) I was like, wow, thinking of all the things that could have been, you know, could have been fully damaged or broken from the spine up um, you know, so yes, I was very excited that all I had to do was wear this gladiator back brace for three months. Um, although that was very challenging, the three months that I had to do it, I was like, damn it. <laughs> um, but I always came back to that gratitude, you know, like, thank you that my, my spine is healthy and my spine can heal and it's strong and my legs and my bones will heal. Um, and then, so I also had a, uh, my colon was punctured. So my mm-hmm. stomach was, um, it was probably the most horrific of the, the injuries to wake up to and look down at your, your belly. Um, but they had to cut my belly open. So I have a huge scar from the, um, bottom to the top of my, my belly, um, where they had to stitch my colon back up. 
So it was actually stapled together. I'd never seen anything like that in yeah. my life. And it was really like <laughs> you a, guys might have a horror like matching movie. scars. <laughs> Maybe you might have matching staples. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I know. We'll have to compare. Uh, but I love those scars now. I love them. I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you have to, you do have to learn how to love your scars. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's a, such yeah. a process, like every single part of it, you know, of healing is is such a process to go through and we have to be so gentle with ourselves along the way because yeah our bodies change and it's, it's different it's like a, a different part of ourselves now that we learn to love unconditionally like you were saying at the beginning well and to be compassionate with ourselves i mean um i I'm really curious to know, and I know there's a long story about your healing journey, but um, I would think after an accident like that, there would also be some residual fear. You know, do I want to get in a car again? Mm -hmm. Do I even want to leave my house? Mm -hmm. That was, I mean, you were in a horrific accident. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm curious to know how you process that. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. I, I did go through that. PTSD or, you know, that whatever label you want to call it, but it was very scary for a very long time. Um, and again, I do talk about that a lot in my book of being able to recognize that we have PTSD and after something like this and to get the help that we need for it, because it's really, really scary. And it was really scary for me, even though I had done a lot of healing work and I had a lot of support, um, I was still experiencing really, really bad post-traumatic stress. And it was so scary because it was a level of, um, of fear that I'd never felt before. It was this whole other level. It was debilitating at times. Um, and I would, say just to anybody listening that there's there's help out there for that I got therapy I worked with a trauma therapy therapist because I just I couldn't live in this fear anymore I was so afraid I was afraid of everything and I still get afraid you know even though I've had a lot of therapy and worked through a lot of that um you know it PTSD will show up in other ways too and so you know, even though I got through like me getting in a car again or me being able to drive on the freeway again, I mean, I still don't drive at night time. Um, but, you know, then there's it trickles on, you know, it goes into other things like now I'm I freak out if my boyfriend is going to drive on the freeway alone at night, you know, so I see it showing up in other ways. Mm-hmm. And, and I have to remember that this is part of going through a trauma that it does show itself in um in the after places too and we we need to prepare ourselves for that because it can be debilitating and it can be really scary if we don't understand it yeah well and that's the self-compassion piece isn't it i mean you have to really give yourself a lot of grace yeah when you I love when that you get into that place <clears throat> i do too i love I think it. it's my favorite <laughs> word grace <laughs> Yeah, because we can be graceful. Graceful isn't just like, you know, this elegant, you know, woman or whatever. It's like it's we can have grace in anything we're doing. We can have grace while we're having a PTSD panic attack just by recognizing it, by having that compassion for ourselves and just being like, wow, 
wow, look at that. It's really showing up again. I really felt that again. And just being so loving and patient of like, this takes time. And also there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm having a human experience. I'm having a normal reaction to the trauma that I experienced. And um, that's what I teach the people that I work with. So I work with a lot of people now who have been through trauma or who are experiencing PTSD. And that's the number one thing that I tell them. First of all, you're safe. Right now in this moment, you are safe and there's nothing wrong with you. And that's all it took for my therapist to say to me to be like, oh, wow, that's right. I have felt I'm feeling unsafe in the world. That's normal. I've experienced trauma. It's a normal reaction. So, yeah, that's such a good point to just say, um, you know, you're normal. Like there's nothing wrong with you because you did experience this trauma and that's real. And feeling that, you know, mentally the stress and the anxiety from it, like, that's okay. You you know, you have to go through that and that's Mm -hmm. part of the healing too. So, yeah. I I know. And then you see people soften. They're like, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Okay. There's nothing wrong with me. (gasps) Thank Mm -hmm. God. You know, they're just so relieved. And I remember feeling that way when my therapist said it to me, I was like, Oh, thank goodness. There's nothing wrong with me. You know, I'm I'm okay. This is Mm -hmm. part of it. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, to give you that, that hope too, to kind of like, all right, maybe there's some light at the end of the tunnel too. Exactly. Totally. Well, and I think, and you're both, Johanna and I talk about this, she more than me, because she's a professional at this, but we talk all the time about being mindful. Mm. And that's what you're saying is that you, I'm, I'm feeling this trauma, I'm sitting in it, Mm. but it's okay, because I'm safe. Mm -hmm. And I'm having a human experience. I mean, it's, and that's that part of being self-compassionate and giving yourself grace. Yeah, you're right? a human. You're a human. That came up at our retreat this week. Like, it was really profound. <laughs> Somebody said it. They're like, oh, because I'm human. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I, th- I know. I thought it was so cute when she said it, you know, because I'm like, yes, you got it. You're just having a human experience. That doesn't mean that's who you are. You're not your trauma. You're not your pain. You're not even your anxiety. It's just what's happening right now. And you have the tools within you to just even take a deep breath or a few deep. Usually that's what all we need to do is just take a few deep breaths and say like, like that realization that, okay, I'm safe right now. Like right now in this moment, I even tell them like, touch your, touch your arm, your hands or like rub your palms together, create that connection to yourself that reminds you that in this moment right now I am safe and we'll this is the moment just mindfulness here yes I love you I thank you thank you for being here and thank you for um, recognizing that we are healing and yeah yeah it's that's the the Mm -hmm. compassion yeah that's so true I mean I love it and I also love that you know you kind of brought up, even though this has been, you know, five years since you had your accident, you still are going through that. You're still going through the healing. And, you know, it sounds like maybe, like you said, it comes at certain times and 
kind of like trauma or grief, you know, it can come in waves and hit you in different places or it catches you and you weren't expecting it. So I think that's important for people to know too, is like, it is a journey and it takes time and it's not like, okay, on this set date, like when my body heals, I'm also going to be healed from everything else. Like, no, it's, it's going to take time. And I'm sure you still, I don't know. Do you still have residual, um, physical, anything like that too? Cause that, no, that's ongoing. Yeah, absolutely. You're totally right. It's it is ongoing, and yes, I still feel pain in my body. Um, of course, not as much pain as I as I have in the past. It definitely heals and heals. But I can re-injure myself. Like if I go and you know twist the wrong way or something, or I'm not mm-hmm. again. It's that mindfulness. If I'm not being mindful. Um, yeah, I can totally re-injure myself and that sucks, you know, and then I go through it all again and I'm like, ah. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, then I'm like, okay, patience with myself. I've done this before, you know, use your tools, come back to your breath, everything. And um, and the the trauma, yes, I think I just, with that, I'd love for everybody to know that that it's ongoing. It may be there for the rest of our lives. And it's the way that we, we respond to it and the way that we nurture it. And, mm-hmm. you know, when it does come up now, I don't allow myself, I just don't even allow myself to go into any kind of story about fear. I come back to gratitude. Literally, I do. I come mm-hmm. back to gratitude and I'm like, thank you for this moment. Thank you for my body. I come back to like what's right now. And I thank for that. It's honestly that my gratitude practice is is everything in that way. So, yeah, yeah uh, healing will will continuously be there. Um, life will continue around us. Life doesn't stop just because we healed. Right. Like life keeps going, and in fact, it happens even more because it's like, hey, our angels—I like to call them angels. Our angels are like, oh. Oh, great. Right. She thinks she's got that. Okay. Let's give her this little opportunity. Throw that in there. See how are you going to respond to that? Are you going to lose your shit again? Or are you going to just be, come back to your gratitude or come back to your breath? You know, and so the more work we do or the more we know, the less we know, you know, we, we come back, we get more opportunity to practice, practice what we preach, I guess. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and to just stay in that center because yes, healing will continuously be a part of our lives on, on whatever level, you know, um, and, and specifically, you know, trauma that will, that will keep coming back and it will show itself in different ways. And as long as we have that mindfulness of it and we're aware, like, oh, wow, that's definitely, Okay, I'm having a little bit of anxiety now. I call it the anxiety monster. You know, I teach people. I'm like, just it, own it. You know, tell people, say it out loud. I swear, it be, it's so much less scary if you're just like, hey guys, anxiety monster's here. I'm just gonna take a few moments over here to breathe. I'm just gonna do my thing, okay? And everyone knows, and everyone's aware of it, and we're not ashamed of anything, and we're not, you know, there's nothing wrong with us. We just use what we have our tools and and that's really that's what I teach people the tools that's what I when people come to see me in my healing space I want to know that they're leaving with some tools so either they're leaving with some breathing tools some um you know I do a lot of somatic healing tapping and things like that to get them out of their head and back into their Mm -hmm. hearts to know that they're safe um so that that's what I'm working with now. I just I want to give people the awareness so that you're aware you have trauma and that it's okay 
and tools to go home and be able to to empower them to do it themselves because they we can we have that within us and that's that's really my message is that you can heal and um, there's help out there to show you how and you don't have to be alone in any of this you, I I wrote down a bunch of notes while you were talking because I was like awesome. oh my gosh these are like quotes to put on you know to put on the bathroom <clears throat> mirror to remind yourself but, oh, but I think great. that I don't even I I I, I think that that if, if somebody, you know, I, I mean, I know people who have anxiety attacks who may not believe mm-hmm. that they've experienced some real tangible form of trauma in their life, but, yeah. but they still have them. And, you know, mm-hmm. every, everybody's experienced something that can remat. I, I mean, I guess I'm, I'm not the expert, but it seems that if, if you're having anxiety that, that manifests as an anxiety attack or an anxiety monster. Mm -hmm. I I love that Mm -hmm. you said, I I don't allow a story of fear. And it's, and it feels like if you could have a tool ahead of time where you say, I'm, I'm not going to allow that story. I'm going to use, I'm going to create this story. I don't know. I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't want to oversimplify, but I thought that saying, I don't allow a story of fear because it is, we do react in whatever way we've trained ourselves to, right? Am I? Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. totally. Yeah. You're spot on there. It's, it is, it's just, that's where that awareness comes in of just like, oh, there's that story again. So what the, we just need to become aware of like what that fearful story is. And with anxiety, it's, it's a lot about thinking of the future. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so if we can stop that futuristic thought because the future hasn't happened yet um, and just remind ourselves, like, I'm here. That's why the somatic, like, I'm here. This is now, so, right now. So hey, I'm safe. Hang on just a second, Gianna, because people can't see what you're doing. So, so okay, just that's describe, right. it, <laughs> describe it physically because I can see it and I'm fascinated. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Okay, yeah, so, and tell them, you know, what you need, mean by somatic work if people don't really know what that means. Yes, yeah, so somatic so is, um, you know, where we work with our body as well. It's like working with our physical body mm-hmm. as well as the conscious body. So we, the consciousness is where we have the awareness. So we are like, oh, this is happening, right? Oh, I have anxiety. Oh, the anxiety monster's here. The somatic piece is making the physical connection to the body. So I use things like um, tapping. Tapping is mm-hmm. a form of that where we just uh, literally um, use these tapping points around the skull and they have affirmations there's all different ones you can even go online and you can even just use like with my my fingertips what I'm doing is I'm just I'm tapping on my heart and that's making a connection to myself letting me know like I'm I'm here right now we're we're safe this is this moment right now and you can use affirmations so instead of saying um, you know a fear-based thought would be like Oh my goodness, I'm going to have a full-blown panic attack. I'm afraid. Oh my God, I'm going to be like this for the rest of the day. And you start thinking about the whole rest of your day is going to look like this. It's a fear-based like anxiety thought. So instead, we use this um, tapping technique where we come into the moment like I'm here right now. I'm safe. And you can literally just say that I am safe. I am here. I am safe. This moment, I just breathe, you know, and... 
it just brings you, like I said, from that mind, um, fear-based place. Cause the mind can tell us all kinds of stories. The heart, it's the heart is compassionate. The heart is like, mm, the heart kind of questions it. It's like, uh, I don't know. Do we really feel like that? And so it gets us into that state of like, oh yeah, that's right. I'm actually not in a car burning on fire right now. I'm here. I'm safe. You know, and for the longest time, that's where my mind would go. I'd have these flashes to just being stuck in my burning car. And I would have to come back to this present moment and make that connection to my physical body so that my, it's like the brain body connection, pretty much the, the, yeah. the neurons in our brain send messages to the rest of the body and let it know like, oh no, you're not in that trauma. It's, it's okay. Mm-hmm. We're here. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I remember the first time I ever heard um, about tapping and EMR because mm. um, I was at a, so- a social worker and I was at oh, a training cool. and they started doing it and I was like, you know, and they kind of walked us through it. And I was like, this is so cool. And I worked with kids at the time at a school. And so I was trying to get them, you know, trying to work. And sometimes it's hard to get kids to buy into that. They're like, what are you doing? You're so weird. <laughs> but, um, you know, and then talking about those uh, adverse childhood experiences with them, kind of like you were saying, uh, mom, that, you know, some people are, you know, we all have some of those ACEs, some of those adverse childhood experiences, or maybe some type of trauma in our life, it might not be as extreme as being, Mm -hmm. you know, trapped in a burning car or having cancer, but, you know, you lose someone, you go through a divorce, you go through, um, really, sometimes it might seem small to some people, but that's still trauma. And especially for kids, and as you're developing, it's important to to be aware of those things, but, um, but also, uh, just, yeah, that, oh, what I was going to say was, I think people tend to forget, you know, that your mental health is physical health, right? Like it's all connected your body and your mind. And so you have to, you have to do that recentering and also, you know, your body keeps the score. Your body is going to remember that trauma. And if you don't work on that, uh, it's it's going to kind of continue to that cycle. So mm-hmm. I, I'm so excited that you're doing that work and that you're using your experience to help other people with trauma. That's so, so powerful. Thank awesome. you. I wish you were closer so we could go, um, you know, to your, Thank to your you. retreats or your <laughs> trainings. Yeah, well, maybe I'll be traveling soon. And I definitely want, mm-hmm. you guys are in New Mexico. We right? are. Yes. I'm, in, I'm, I'm making my way up to New Mexico soon. It's calling me for oh, sure. Good. You guys said you're yeah. in New Mexico. I was like, oh, there you go again. Another, another sign. Mm-hmm. It comes up. Well, yeah. so, so there was something, uh, 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 what Johanna just said was really important that um, um, healing, I mean, you don't, you can't just heal your body. You have to heal your mind. And if you don't heal your mind, then it will affect you physically won't it? I mean, will it? Yeah. 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 I love what Johanna just said. Thank you for saying that as well. Um, and the body keeps scores. That's one of my favorite books. I started reading that after my accident, actually, I would recommend it to anybody who's, and everything that you actually just said, Johanna is is so valid. Like we may not have been through a severe car accident or, you know, traumatic disease or abuse or whatever, those things that we think are really traumatic levels, but a breakup is 
can be traumatic, a loss of someone, death. You know, there's so many other forms that um, nobody's trauma is greater than anybody else's, you know, and I, I love that you said that. So thank you for bringing that up too because – yeah, I don't compare my trauma to anybody else's because what they went through, we all go through it, different things and different mm-hmm. levels. Mm-hmm. So that's really important to know as well is like, yeah, there's all different levels of it and we've all experienced something um, mm-hmm. and that's okay. And yes, uh, just to what Bunny was saying as well, it's like it's, it's on all of the levels and that's what my, that's really what my book is about. It's if anyone asks me, what is your book about? It's like, it's not about a car accident. Just so you know, there's sure that story's woven in there. And that may be like one of the, the climaxes in the book, but the story is about healing on all levels. That's what I tell people. It's about healing physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and and then integrating all of those pieces together because that's what makes us whole. We're not just whole if we're fit on the outside and we're like toned and our muscles look great and we're wonderful, but then we're like wounded on the inside and, and you know, we can't even be in the world because we feel so unsafe inside, you know, is that, that that's not in alignment. It's in alignment when we work on all of the pieces. A lot of the work I do too is inner child work. And I mentioned that a little bit before that a lot of that is in my book. I, t- I go direct to the, to the child because a lot of us like hold stuff from childhood there. So, um, yes, it's on all of the levels, all of the levels we need to tend to because we are whole. And that's what makes us whole. You know, we just come back to ourselves. It's like just coming home. All of the pieces mm-hmm. of the, the puzzle just come back together and we're home and we're whole. And that's who we are. And nobody can ever take that from us. I love it. I'm getting Me too. So I love <laughs> Me it. Me too. Conversations, so we, yeah. we always, you know, we talk about the practical piece of this too, because, um, you know, we all, I, you talk about tools and we certainly want, do, do you do virtual, um, do you meet with people virtually? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's, um, I do kind of half in person and half virtual. Um, and I've been doing that for a long time, actually. So I'll do session over, over phone or I will, um, I do community group sessions. Um, and we just, you know, we, we gather and we talk in group and we just share. Yep. So I do lots of that. And when you talk about, we, we, we talk a lot about breathing, but really, mm. I mean, do you have a, do you have a, a breathing technique that immediately brings you down or brings your, mm-hmm. brings your clients yeah. into a safe space? I'd love to hear about <clears throat> that. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite one is just, um, first of all, is just to have them breathe because you'll find most people are shallow breathing. They're like, like half a breath in, half a breath out, half a breath out. That's like not a full that's breath me. in. That's me. I'm too big a hurry. <laughs> yeah. So I'll know. I'll. I can either hear. I've gotten so good with breathing now that because that's what I had to do to survive. I literally had to breathe again. And it's funny. Well, not funny. It's and it's not even a coincidence. It's divine that I had started full breathwork training and practice just months prior to the accident and when I woke up I had to learn to breathe again so I was like don't worry I got this <laughs> I do breath work um, but yes there is a there a style so first of all first right off the bat before I go into any kind of style of 
breathing with anyone, I just notice how they're breathing. And if they are shallow breathing, which is like half the breath in, half the breath, I'll say, let's do some full deep breaths together. And I'll have them like put your hands on your belly. A full deep breath is when your belly pushes all the way out. So it's like you're full. It's like you're pregnant at that point. That's a full breath. If you don't have your belly expanded, you got to keep breathing. Another one, try it again. So I'll have them again, a full deep breath, push the belly out and I'll let this, look at your hands. They'll expand out and on the exhale, they'll retract back in. Like we can even do that together. Now, if you guys put your hands on your belly. (laughs) So take a big exhale first. We'll like clear out. And now as you inhale so slowly, let the belly expand and envision the breath rising all the way up until you're completely full. And then when you think you're full, take another little sip of air. That's full. And now slowly, we deflate it. So it's like envisioning a balloon inflating as you breathe in and deflating. So it's really slow. I have them slow breathe with me. Most people don't do this. Okay, most people are in fear-based shallow breathing, which is, that's not breathing, okay? This is breathing and we can stop and take a full breath. So that could just be as simple as that, is just by having them consciously breathe, place the hands on the belly. And that'll slow them down because most people that come in to see me or on the phone are very much in an anxious state already. So that will, not only does it bring focus to the mind because you're only thinking about the breath, Mm -hmm. So you're not thinking about all the thoughts. It takes them out of their mind. It also clears energy. So when we are not breathing properly, we're holding on to stagnant energy in our bellies. And that's what causes blocks. That's what causes dis-ease. It causes sickness in our, in our bodies. It causes all these things. So when we can consciously breathe through that, we're not only bringing bringing ourselves from our mind into our body, but we are clearing energy blocks that are are stuck in there. And that's really powerful. So I tell people, if you can't meditate or take any time to yourself, try taking just 10 long breaths like that every day. When you wake up, have a glass of water and take 10 breaths and it will change your day entirely. Most people can't even sit through 10 deep breaths. They get distracted. They start thinking about something else. They got their list to do. They get to three and they're (laughs) like, where am I at? What am I doing? Right, start again. Start the round of 10 again until you make it through. Then you'll be breathing clear. You'll notice that through the rest of your day, you'll be really conscious on your breathing. So that would be where I would start. And then I have like so many other breathwork techniques up my sleeve. If you want to do another one, I will. Um, but that's where I would start was most people are not fully breathing. Well, so and I, but I also, I want, I, I'd love to hear about more breathing techniques, but I also yeah. want to talk about your, your conscious gratitude practice. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you sound a lot like me. It's, you know, I, I came from a place already. I was raised mm-hmm. with people who taught me to be grateful, grateful, grateful. But mm-hmm. then when you have a trauma, mm-hmm. um, you have to sort of, bring the focus back. You have to, you have to actually 
teach yourself to do that yeah. on a daily basis. Like I said, in my book, I, you know, I had to, yeah. my dad would say, tell me a couple of things you're grateful for. And I'd be like, are you joking? Because I'm not, I'm, but, <laughs> but I'd have to bring myself back to that practice. So I'm really interested oh, in hearing that. what your practice is like. Yeah. Yeah. I think mine really started with my, with my body. And, you know, I think before the accident, it was always like, I'm grateful for, you know, things like things. When I was in the accident, it became very apparent to me that I had not spent a lot of time prior being grateful for this incredible vessel that we have, this body that does so much for us that we don't even think about, like even just to pick something up with our hand. Right. Imagine if we didn't have that hand, we would never pick it up. So it's like just that I started to really lay in my bed and be like, Okay, I couldn't even go to the bathroom, right? I had to go to the bathroom in the bed. That was really hard. It was also very painful, the injuries that I had. So I started to think about things like that, like going to the bathroom in the middle of the night, right? So now I wake up in the middle of the night if I have to go to the bathroom and I'm like, thank you so much that I have these legs that can take me to go and pee. Like simple, right? Really simple. I would never have thought of that before. But I think of it every time. I'm like, I am so grateful for this. But that's just one of the examples. But I did start this really epic um, gratitude practice while laying in my hospital bed where each morning I woke up, I would just lay and sit with my body from um, from my toes to my head, and I would thank every single little part of my body from the toe. Thank every little toe. Thank you, toe. Thank you, big toe. Thank you, middle toe. Thank you, right foot. Thank you, left foot. I thank all the little muscles, and then I would seal it all with like some white protective light, and then I would move up my body. Thank you for my my lower legs, all the bones in the lower legs. Thank you for my knees, everything, the joints, all the joints in my body. And I just start going through this process of like, whoa, this body we have is so magnificent. It's the most incredible thing in the world. And I don't think I gave my body that kind of credit before. I think I was actually quite mean to my body in the past. I called myself things like fat and ugly or whatever, like these things where I was like, that is so mean. I will never do it again to my body because my body is precious. And so for me, that's where I started my, my gratitude practice was, was right there with me first. And then, you know, you can go to the other things. You're like, wow, then I'm so grateful for, you know, the work I do in the world, or I'm grateful for, um, the love that I give to my partner. I'm grateful for how much I love my cat <laughs> or how much I love my parents or, you know, and so it's this really inner gratitude for all parts of self. And instead of things, you know, like, oh, I'm grateful for my pillow. And those things are awesome too. I love them. Oh my gosh. Every day I wake up in my comfortable bed. I'm like, I'm so grateful for I got home at midnight last night from a plane after leading retreat <laughs> all week and holding space all week to my bed. And I was like, thank you, God, for the bed. So of course, I'm grateful for the outer things. But I'm really grateful for this as well. When I And I know you can't see me when I say this, but I'm pointing to myself. I'm pointing to my body, my shoulders, all parts of me, because I, I exist in this world. And that's amazing. Just even the fact that we wake up in the morning and take, we can breathe. I'm grateful for the breath, you know. If, if we could teach 
Uh, and I didn't learn this. I didn't learn this until my body stopped working the way that I mm -hmm. thought it was supposed to work. Same. If, if we, you know, I'm like you, I spent, if I had all that brain space, all that brain power that I devoted to disliking my body <laughs> right? in the first 50 years, I oh could have goodness. cured cancer with all that brain power that I wasted oh, saying, I just got chills. I'm fat or, you know, my thighs are too thick or my butt's too big or, you know, my teeth aren't perfect. And, you know, I, I, act, I grew up at, with a lot of, you know, I had these friends who were, you know, what I thought was much more beautiful than me. And I would think, oh, if mm. I were just taller, if I, if my teeth were perfect, if, you know, and I, and I think all that wasted energy when I mm. should have been celebrating my body every day. Mm. I, I hope, I hope, at some point, we can teach especially young women to just yeah. adore the way their mm -hmm. body works. Yeah, absolutely. I'm 100% with you there. And and that's really what I do want to teach out there in the world is like you are whole. You're perfect. Every single part of you, your imperfections that you think are actually like, gifts from God like you are so perfect and um yeah I agree with you I I wish I I want that for all of us too and that really because it does it starts there it starts within you know so Gianna I think that you know hmm. you and I could talk about this and Johanna we could talk about this for a long time we do at some point have to wrap this up <laughs> but I want you to yeah. talk about how People can find you at, we're going to put a link, mm -hmm. um, you know, Johanna's in charge of all those, letting people know where to find you. But I just, yeah. mm -hmm. um, what would you leave our listeners with today as, um, you know, this, this piece of self-compassion and knowing that you are not your pain. I mean, those are such big pieces of what I'd like people to take away what yeah. would you like to say? I would just say that underneath all of these stories that we tell ourselves that, you know, may not be positive stories or these negative stories, negative beliefs, just to tune in and listen to them stories because they didn't, they weren't just born yesterday. They were, they come from somewhere and they can, we can reprogram them. We can, we can recreate a new story for ourselves. And this is for anybody who has been through trauma or, or maybe feels like they haven't experienced, you know, that trauma, but for everybody to know that you are whole and, you know, healing takes the time that it takes it will forever be happening and just to give yourself so much love and compassion along the way and yeah whatever story you want to tell yourself it's that that you're not love or you're not pure love you're not unconditional love just listen to that pay attention to that and um and just know that that's it's that these are programs, these are conditionings, and that we can we can change that. We can be whole. We can live a life of beauty and passion and love, um, no matter what we've been through, what we've endured. You know, and that's that comes from healing all of the, the parts of us. And once we do, you know, there's this beautiful, shiny little gem that's so beautiful underneath all of that 
that story and it's you. That's your goal. That's who you are. It's who you truly are. And um, I'm just on this this mission here in life to help as many hearts recognize that. I, I want to be here to help as many people dust off that, you know, the dust from the diamond and, and see that beautiful light within and know that you're whole and the healing is possible and that you're loved. And, um, and that's what I would leave you with. And if you want any support or help with that, um, I would just say you could just drop my, my website link, which is just my name, Gianna Maseri, um, dot com. And that's where you can find all things for me. So I, I have a school. I have a school of healing with, that I um, just came back on retreat from. We taught all of these healing modalities. It was amazing. That's called the Tranquility School of Healing. You can find my book on, on my website, and you can work with me personally through there. So that's how you can find me. <laughs> Thank you. Thank and you I'll be so, here. so much. Mm-hmm. Oh. I'll be Thank here with so open much. arms and an open heart. You know, yeah. and I just love what I do and I, I just love it with all of my heart. And I'm so grateful for this time and this chat today. So thank you both so Us much. Us too. Yeah. Us too. Yeah, definitely. I'm so glad that we got to meet and, you know, you reached out. And I know. We could talk awesome, all day. Awesome conversation. All right, well, we'll do it again. Yeah. Yeah. We will do it again. We'll have to have you back. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you both. (laughs) Have a beautiful day. Thank you for fitting me in and um, very grateful. (laughs) Us too. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you too, beauties. That's all we've got today, friends. I want to thank you for joining the Life Saving Gratitude podcast with your host, Bunny Terry, that's me, and my producer and assistant, Johanna Medina. We feel like we're in the business of sharing the stories that save us, and we hope you'll share as well by letting your friends and family know about the podcast. Follow and like us wherever you listen, and please take the time to leave a review. Whether it's a stellar comment or a suggestion, we are open to suggestions all the time. Also, follow us on Instagram at LifesavingGratitudePod. You can also follow me personally at Bunny Terry Santa Fe. You can sign up at my website at bunnyterry.com to receive weekly emails about how to become the ultimate gratitude nerd. Thanks so much for checking in. 